Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast. (laughs) With Carrie Rome and <laughs> Lisa Beck, you need to like perk up. You need more coffee today. More coffee. I get a headache when I have too much coffee. Well, but how many cups have you already had? Oh, this I'm, from... I'm on like twelve. You are not. You seriously have had twelve cups of coffee. I had five today? cups before I left the, the house this morning. Your insides just must be rotting. I mean, like, do you have... Coffee's good for you. The acid in coffee? Is it not like eating your esophagus? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I am good. All right. Yeah. So So, anyway. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about ownership. Yeah. So I'm owning my coffee experience. You are owning your coffee experience. Yeah. No, we're talking about... The transformational work. Last last podcast we talked about transformational work, and that go that comes from your biggest opportunity to add value in your company as a business leader. You've gone through this process the 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 journey of what opportunity are we going to pick, right? And you go through, and we talked about last podcast burning the ships. Your opportunity to add value has to be so convincing that you're willing to burn the ships, right? Yes. And then you're going to take your team through this defining what has to be done. We call that defining the transformational projects. And now we're talking about, okay, so if you did all the heavy lifting as a business leader at the beginning, and then together you and your team identified the transformational projects, it would seem that the team should largely own the back end of the experience. Wouldn't you imagine? I would imagine, yes, that that is an accurate statement. And so we've got a way, and we're going to talk about it today, for you as a business leader, just to be involved in about 20 to 25% of that process. How good is that? I think that is exceptional. And we're not talking about 20% of your time. We're talking about of the four things that we say, hey, do this weekly on a regular basis, you just own one of them, right? And it's so simple. When done correctly, when done right, 30 minutes. But it takes following a very systematic process. So let's dive right in. Well, the first thing when you want someone to own a project is you got to think about who is going to own it. Yes. And sometimes that single source of responsibility is not who you might think it is. I think that, first of all, let me go back and say, we have a template that we will somehow figure out. George, how are we going to do this? We're going to figure out how to give them the template. Can they download it in the show notes? All right, show notes, download. We're going to have a template for you, for you to use. The first part of the template is the who. We're talking about the project owner. 
And Lisa just brought up a very good point because I think this is where great business leaders get it wrong. They believe that everyone in their organization has the ability to own a project because perhaps it fits in their department or it's something that they want to do. Or they've been there a long time. Or they've been there a long time. And that is just not necessarily the case. Well, if it's uh, depending on the the projects that we talk about are transformational projects, projects that help you take the next step, help you grow and take the big leap there. That means that by definition, you've never done it before. And if you've never done it before, then that is, you don't want somebody that doesn't operate well in that never done it before environment. And as it turns out, there's a personality test that will point directly to, that will say, do not use. Oh yeah, it might. You don't, don't, don't don't put this person as the project lead, right? Well, I mean, let's not go that far. Why? Because uh, you can't just blanket and make a vast generalization that says if someone has a certain strength, you do it all the time. I do it to you because it's been proven to be true. So we use a positive psychology assessment called Strength Finders, which the Gallup organization is that what you just. You were just putting positive psychology on me. I feel like that's not positive. So I'm going to be very positive about Carrie. Carrie has ideation and he's futuristic and he's an activator, which means he can come up with a million and one ideas. He's very futuristic about what's going on a year from now or five years from now. I mean, he can see that vision clearly in his head and he's an activator. He will pull the trigger very quickly on things. and But I get bored in the moment. And then he gets bored. And then you stop. Yeah, so and don't put me as a project owner yeah, he, for something you're not that lasts great... longer than 32 seconds. Yes. Right? Right. I think that that's an accurate statement. Okay. And I do think that there are certain strengths in Strength Finders that people have that make them better. I'm not going to say certain strengths mean you can never be I mean you could be a project owner if you had to be and if it was something you really really wanted to do you would do it well you might lose some of the details but you would do it well because you would okay you would no no. yes you would no it wouldn't okay you wouldn't get across okay all right here's the question here's the question if you're a business leader it's not who could do it is, it, is there someone better in the organization? To do it. To do it. And that is what I think Strength Finders does tell you. Because dependent on, if you have someone who's very analytical and doesn't really have a lot of relational strengths, then it's challenging for them to own a project where they're going to have to work with a lot of outside resources and where they're going to have to work with a lot of people because that's just not their strength. If it was a project where it was one person working on something to get it done, someone who is analytical and intellectual and all of that, that may be a great project for mm-hmm, them to work mm-hmm. on. So I think it depends on the project, too, on the experience. 
you well, know. how is that helpful to our listeners? I think that you look at and define the projects and then look at the skill sets of your team to define who your single source of responsibility on a project is going to be. And it is not always the project. Oh my gosh, you stole my point. Sorry. Did you just see you... You saw me look at the board. Well, I thought you looked at the you, board with the notes on it because no, you were thinking I forgot to say that. Well, you didn't put your name by it. Yeah, anyway. So one of the other things that I think business leaders and it's just a it's just a um it's just a something that's happened along the way is if you have a project, then the project owner is the project manager. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Why? Was your point? Oh, now you want to give it back to me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's a terrible idea. Here's why. Just because someone is very good at tracking all of the things that need to be done does not mean that they are the person that is best to take to, to go from understanding the biggest opportunity to add value over the next 12 months to defining and being part of that definition of the transformative work that must be done and can also understand the details, but summarize in a very concise way, here's where we are, here's what's changed, and here's what I need from you and what decisions we have to make. And as a business leader, you need that person as a project owner. That's who you need. Now, if they are a project manager, great. But I haven't found too many that are excellent at project management that are also Excellent, excellent as a project owner. Have you? No, not really. I, I think the project owner is a level that has the ability to be more strategic yeah. in nature. They can, it's not just checking things off a list. They understand that. But well, and we're not knocking project managers. No, 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 no. Because, because project managers can be project owners. You know, well, it, I think we, as throwing me under the bus earlier with, clearly not a project manager that is that's what we're talking about there are people that are very good at that part it's just not me right um but i'm also not a project owner but i'm the person that's maybe on the front end of everything yes not the person that is going to carry it along the way it's going to it's going to and and you and i play that role very well right yeah we do so one of my strengths is I am an achiever. I'm strategic and I'm an achiever and that plays well into getting things done because I have a list and I like to check things off my list to make sure that we move to completion. But I'm also strategic in that I can tend to look at a lot of different ways things could happen and, mm -hmm. and determine the best way to get us somewhere, mm -hmm. which is important after ideas have been generated by someone who has ideation which i do not have lots of ideation lots of but ideation. you got to reel in that you, you know what the hardest part for me is 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 that first part which is the opportunity journey we talked about narrowing down the one that's hard yeah because you have so many yeah yeah you just got to find a parking lot for the other ones there are times when we will look at carrie and say that's great but we can't do that right now. We can't do we that. We just right don't now. have the capacity yeah. to do that. We have yeah. to focus on this one idea. Yeah. 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 All right. Opportunity, nah, not opportunity, ownership. 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 All right. So we are talking about, um, we've covered what? 
Is that all we've covered? We've only covered who. Okay. We haven't even covered what all right, yet. So there are four parts of this template we're talking about. We talked about who. And I think we thoroughly I think covered we that thoroughly one. Thoroughly covered that. Now Let's move to what? What? What is the summary of the work that the who is going to do? Right? It's the content of the situation that you're working on. Now, large companies on one end of the spectrum write business cases and go on and on and write 25 pages about the justification for a project. Small businesses don't do anything. They don't define anything. We're not suggesting either, but maybe something in the middle. Some, just a short description to say, why were we doing this? Define the parameters. Yeah, just, just a couple paragraphs. Don't overdo it, but make sure that when you sit down, you continue to talk about the same thing. So that it doesn't get off track. So it doesn't get off track, yeah. So then we move into the why and um, the how. The why and the how. The why and the how. And this is part of the ownership piece because when the project owner, and, and we like to coach the team to be responsible, be accountable for, own the resource process. So if you request a resource, meaning outside help, there's a who? No. A why, why and, and a, a how. how. Why do you need them and how are you going to use them? Which is what you as the leader should be asking the project owner when they come Absolutely. to you asking for resources, which give them whatever resources they need. Because I think sometimes as business leaders, we don't give them the resources they need. I'm all about if they can demonstrate why they need it and how they're going to use it to get it done. Yeah. Give it to them. And when you, when you, when you, when they paint that how and the why picture for you, you get to see things. They get, they justify things to you that you probably didn't know. They also start to take ownership over that resource. And so what you've done is you've made them explain exactly why they need them and exactly how they're going to use them so that if it doesn't work out, there's no blaming the outside resource because they chose them. They told you why you needed them. and They know, told you how they were going to use them. So if they don't use them that way, then it's the project owner's right. responsibility. Yeah. They're accountable for that. That's right. And no and one wins if you just point fingers. Which is why I think that if you do it this way, it makes them vet resources Absolutely. more effectively. Absolutely. And now, our last point. This is, if you're a business leader, this is the piece that you play. And I said they own 25% because there's four sections, but really they share the responsibility for this one. So maybe they just have to do 12.5%. That's what you would like, right? Yeah. Is just to do 12.5? Well, I would just like 0.5. Okay. Well, let's go with 25% okay. or 12.5. 12.5. All right. And that is the reporting function. The pacing, the pacing of the progress. Yes. yes. And there are four questions that go along with pacing progress. Yep. And so what, as a business leader, what we're going we're gonna to go through in some training that we have coming up, we're going to talk about how to coach your team so that they give you the information that you need. The first thing is every, every one of these projects starts with assumptions. And day one, because it, well, let me back up. If you wait for all the facts, you'll never start. Uh, so, agreed. You, so you have to agree that we're starting with some assumptions. 
day one, things start changing. So your first question should be, what's changed? What's changed? Now, we recommend weekly um, pacing of the progress. The longer you wait, the more's changed, the more of the assumptions change. And so you risk as a business leader getting only snippets of the information that's changed. That's going to be harder on you. So we recommend weekly. And it, when you do it in 30-minute increments, it's pretty easy. Yeah, and I don't even know that they need 30 minutes. I mean, there are going to be some weeks when they're like, you know what, nothing's changed. We're totally on track. Great. See you next week. Yeah, which leads us to the second question. How does this impact, like, what is going on that's changed, and how does this impact the project and the timeline? How does it impact the timing? So I want to know as a business leader, okay, where were we? What's changed? What does this new information do for me from an impact of timing? And then the third question. What do you need? Right. With this new piece of information, something's changed. What do you need from me, the business leader, to support you? Yes, and Lisa has a great thing that she loves to do. She challenges people. Don't just tell me about a problem. Just don't tell me about something. Bring something to the table. In fact, bring three things to the table three I like to say bring three viable solutions typically the first solution they bring you is not viable it's like pie in the sky or in a perfect world type of a solution but if you really ask them to think through three different solutions by the time they get to the third solution they've really honed in on you know what this is what it's going to take to keep us on track and you know what they've done they probably thought through why they need it and how they're going to use it. Yep. Right. And they've thought through the timeline. And so they ought to be prepared to say, well, if we don't use these outside resources, time might slip this way. If we do bring in additional resources, this is why I think we need them. This is how we're going to use them. And by the way, it won't impact timing. Right. So bring those to the table with those three questions that cues up the one thing that the business leader really needs to ask and support. So maybe we're down to like not 12.5%, but really one out of four questions out of one out of four, you know, sections on a, it, it, what, what percentage is that? So 25% you're like at, of 25%? You're like at point zero yes, I knew two I'd get there. five or yeah. something like that. Okay. And that one is what decisions do you need me to make? Because to move forward, the project owner is going to need you to okay additional resources or okay a change that's occurred in the project or the extension of the timeline or maybe the reduction in the timeline. But yes. there are decisions that have to be made and you need to, as the business leader, be prepared to answer those questions. Be prepared, but also give them the authority to make some of their own decisions. We've had in the past, we've had our tendency internally is to get things to a certain spot and where we feel like you know things are moving along and then we ask hey where are things oh I just needed you to um, help me with this decision and it's like a four dollar decision or something like that that's not you don't need me for that yeah empower right? them empower that goes, them. but that goes back to the what in defining the parameters in the summary of the very content true. of the situation very true because if they're an owner and they know what has to be done and they buy into that, then you guys will have talked about, you know, where where are my limits on decisions? Yes. Well, if you are looking to make a big splash 
in 2019. If you're looking to transform your organization, execute on the biggest opportunity to have value, to add value to your organization, we have got some training coming up. It's starting on November 28th, four-part training, 20 minutes each. About, yeah. About, give or take, yep. And we're super excited about it. We're going to talk about, we're going to go deeper on each of these topics. We're going to talk about your opportunity to add value, transforming, uh, defining transformative work, and then this ownership piece that we've talked about. We're really going to talk about it in depth. We're going to have some really cool takeaways. And then the fourth training is how to do all of this in a very simple, practical, and actionable way. If you found value in this, please share it with someone else. And if you want continued confidence and encouragement, keep listening. If you want it faster, you might want to sign up for training on November 28th. And George, we're going to put a copy in the show notes, right? A yeah, link. a link. <laughs> link. Copy, link, Whatever. something, whatever. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>